You're listening to Dating Out Loud, where we discuss polyamorous relationships and queer sexuality with your hosts, Rowan and Rose. Alright, we're talking about sexual proclivities, redheads. What are we talking about here? What are we talking about? Yeah. Let's talk about sex. Alright. Talk about sex. No, it, the <laughs> like when we were recording the last podcast, um y'all were talking about um different sexual energies and like masculine energy and feminine energy and like exploring stuff and that made me think that that seems like a good topic a good place to to go I love it I yeah love it. I think I just might like talking about sex more than sex really you know same but that's not true because sex is fantastic oh it's true for me but talking about sex definitely amplifies heightens the uh, the whole thing okay for me so sense. if I get periodically turned on during this episode, sorry, not sorry, I guess. Definitely not sorry. Yeah. Okay. Nope. But what do you want to know? What do you? What do you? I don't know. What's well, on your mind? So here's the thing. Um, I'm demisexual. And we sort of touched on that a little bit in another episode, and we can go further into it. Um here in a little bit but you're very much not and that is interesting to me because that's not an experience that I am familiar with in any way okay um so so can you talk a little bit about that about just being able to have sex being (laughs) I don't know I don't like what do you call it is there a thing like on the opposite side of the not opposite but like I don't know when you describe the a demisexual I feel like kind of the opposite yeah and that's what I'm getting at <laughs> is that a thing is that a thing I mean traditionally I've just been called um a hoe uh huh <laughs> slut okay and I like those two words I reclaim those two words very good just like the word cunt, I'm about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Take it back. Like it. So, I, I, I don't know. I'm just... It might be more of like me as a person than anything sexuality-wise. I just... I like to do whatever I want to do. Okay. I don't have too many barriers to doing that I guess okay so like pretty much any person that I find attractive but here's a good thing here's a good thing I'm extremely picky bitch okay so I do not find very many people attractive okay either like if they're physically attractive they're not mentally attractive or they're not there's just you know I my attraction definitely works on multiple levels okay so explain Attraction, what attraction means to you? Attraction to me is like just chemistry. When you can just feel chemistry, vibes, whatever you want to call it. Okay. You're just got some sort of 
heightened energy when you're together with someone, when you think about someone, and you just want to be with them. Okay. It's attraction. And how does like that magnet. translate? And how does that translate to strangers? <laughs> People you don't know. Okay. Well, you see them and that chemistry could be immediate. It doesn't have to take time to develop. It can be a look. Okay. It's just someone's their whole energy. Va va boom. Yeah. Okay. Like I know within immediately seeing someone whether I want to have sex with them or not. Interesting. So if I already know what <laughs> <laughs> to... It's gonna happen. It's yeah, like... yeah. Okay, def- definitely. I have never not had sex with someone that I wanted to have sex with. Wow. That's <laughs> that's something. But again, I don't want to have sex with very many people. Okay. And I and most of my life I've been in traditionally monogamous relationships. Okay. So there was limited. But had that not been, and I, I'll just admit it, I, I'm a horrible person. I have cheated in every single relationship I've ever been in. Every single one? Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Because I think I've always been poly. Yeah, that's fair. And I didn't know how to do it or get it, and I just fucked up and, and fucked up and hurt people along the way, and usually with um, their best friends is pretty much my M.O. is one of my M.O.'s of like, or just in general, that's not even true, it's just in general. <laughs> it just, I don't know, if I'm attracted to someone, I probably would sleep with them whether I was in a relationship or not. I don't know. It's okay. Fucked. That's fucked, that's, but that's, well, no, that's it's true. Fair. It's, I mean, it, it, it's a thing, and yeah, it's, it's a thing. So I just feel like I'm finally accepting of that part of myself and just willing to be realistic and open and honest about that and not hate that about me or test okay. that about me or okay. try to make it different and just be like hey if I'm attracted to someone I'm probably gonna try to sleep with them and I don't really get turned down very often just to be totally honest so well that is that is wonderful for you so it works out for me. I don't know what else to say. No, that's great. That's great. I'm very much the opposite of that. Very much the opposite of that. Um, I don't sleep with very many people at all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, And I definitely don't know if I'm going to sleep with someone the first time that I see them in any way. Hmm. Um, I'm not thinking about sex at all. What? At all. Oh my gosh. Well, that's... I'm always thinking about sex. How is that possible? It's like my that's brain... That's what I'm saying. Like, How is that possible? It's like the background fiber of my entire brain and existence is just like sex. Okay. So it's always there. Whether I'm doing other things or what, you know, it's just, it's just there. It's just part of me. It's just like a very superficial, I guess, but so all part of me, like it's easily accessible. Yeah. I can go there pretty much. Wow. No, I'll get there when I'm like talking to someone with whom I am 
intimately involved with, um, whether that be romantically or otherwise. Well, there's no real otherwise, it's just romantically. Um, but otherwise, I don't think about sex at all. It's mm. not something... When I was um, on testosterone, my body was running that way, then um, a little more often. Um, but once I like suppressed the testosterone and started taking estrogen, um, that all went away. Mm. Like... Sex for me is something that I'm indifferent about most of the time. Hmm. And so when you talk about this sort of thing, I I don't know what to expect. Um, or even how, like, that's possible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I mean, like, clear it, clearly yeah. it is. I mean, I definitely have to actively try not to think about sex. Okay. And to be honest with you, doing body work has been a, a really good gateway to that. Okay. That might seem like the opposite. Like, oh, you're going to be creepy because you're just rubbing people's naked body all the time. Yeah. You think about sex all the time. How the fuck do you do that, right? Like, that would seem like they would have some dissonance or, like, okay. some issues there. Okay. But honestly, it's helped a lot because it's shown me how to step outside that lens of my sexuality. Yeah. And just kind of put it in the background okay. instead of the foreground. And just entering into that space, that therapeutic relationship. I touch people the time and I don't, I'm not thinking about anything other than the, the therapy. So that's yeah. good. But, you know, I'm human and sometimes I'll have those thoughts or those feelings. And then it's like, I think that kind of happens with anyone who consistently just rubs naked people with oil all day long. Like, you might have a stray thought or two yeah. or, like, twinge once in a while. Okay. And then it's even more work because we're taught how to be like, okay, how do you move through this? And yeah. not actually, like, get aroused or, like, add into that energy. That's important. And, like, be able to just, like, like also just, like, shut it down if it needs to be just, like, shut down. Okay. And so much of my whole life is, like, wanting to fire up my sexual energy that is a good practice to just have to be able to be, like, okay, wait, this is, like, actually just not appropriate. Yeah. And be able to <laughs> send that off. So I'm not a creep. Thank you. Just so you, you all know, you ever hear me talk about this. But I, you know, it does. It's interesting. I find that when more people know I'm open and sex positive, there's I've gotten more kind of that like wondering, like, ooh, is a massage a way I can get into that, access that energy from her? Or okay. I've had more issues with that since I've been more sex positive and that has been one of my hesitancies overall because there's so many issues with touch and people's ideas of sex and yeah. body work and yeah. being touched and I so want to honor the integrity of my profession that I'm like like extra strict about that good and so I have but I have noticed a little bit more usually it has it's not a problem but a little bit more of like, mm, did they come to see me because they actually wanted to ask me out on a date and they didn't know how, so they just booked an appointment. Oh, or, 
thought about, and so, you know, I don't continue those relationships. If I'm unsure, even if it's probably, you know, it could be fine. I just, I don't want to find out. I don't want to go there. Yeah. If they're interested in that side of me, they can ask and, and date me. Yeah. Maybe. And what? Maybe, I said. Okay. Not a given. At this point in my life, I really love that about myself. That there have been times in my life as a woman that I've felt like maybe that's not okay. I've been slut-shamed a lot. Yeah, I can Um, And some people just makes it really uncomfortable been really uncomfortable i've had comments like oh but i can never date that kind of woman or that kind of oh, person and stuff like that and so you know other people's ideas about sex also inform our sexuality yeah. and our comfort with our sexual expression i guess is what i'm trying to say uh-huh. my sexuality and my comfort expressing my sexuality has also been informed by society and other people's impressions and people's expectations of what it means to be a more sexually forward or open woman Uh and believe it or not as much of an attention seeking person as I am that's not always comfortable yeah or welcome or just even feel like okay because like I've shared just about what I do yeah well that's fun I'm sorry that you experience all of that like people really need to be uh, a lot more open about sex in general yes um like people need to be talking about it all the time yes and need to be talking to their partners all the time about it so that people can stay safe and have fun like okay so there are people out in the world that don't I don't know I don't know how to put it um don't like sex no that's not it they I don't know are traumatized and smell no 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 no. that's not it so um my fiance and I went to a party last night a play party and we were very like playful the whole time like we were laughing and like fumbling around and doing like i don't know like having fun like having a good time and it wasn't all serious and that's the like but apparently a lot of people it's very serious Mm. and i think that's we were talking about it afterwards and um, like I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong about it it's just not something that I had thought about because that's not how sex has been for me in general Um, usually it's a lot of like figuring things out and if something goes wrong then you just sort of pause for a minute and, and readjust and laugh and I don't know I feel like it should be a fun thing mm-hmm. playful yes playful well I have my opinions on that but I want to hear your opinions on that 
To me, that's just a that's just an ego trap thing. Okay. Because people try to project that they're really serious so that they could be seen as sexy because they want to be good at sex because that's part of being cool. Okay. And if you're not good at sex and you don't project that cool image, then you're not actually hot and desirable. And it's like a weird, I don't know. I just think that's how people want to see themselves. So that, they act that way. Yeah, I can and see And then they that. don't realize like they're zapping half the fun out of things. I think silly is sexy. Yeah. But silly is so sexy. Let's be more silly all the time. Absolutely. When people put, get like super serious, like cheesemo, like like lines, I just like burst out laughing, and then that's not sexy at all. Does to that people. kill the moment to people? Completely, completely. They're... Because they think they're being really cool oh, no. and like suave, and I just think that's like the lamest, not sexy thing ever. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's not gonna be a that that'll kill the attraction for sure. Machismo will. Yeah. Apparently, um, also people don't particularly like when you laugh at their sexual uh, advances. Oh, no. Yeah, no. I would... No. So there's a difference between that and, like, you know, being playful, giggly. Yeah. (laughs) You're looking like you have a story. You don't have to tell your stories. Um... Yeah. For me, like the sexuality is really wrapped up in personal freedom and liberation. Yeah. So it's a very spiritual thing for me as well. So I like it's really playful and not like that serious, but at the same time in me I do lots of things while it's happening. Lots of breath work, lots of different muscle control movements, lots of different things going on and uh so Yeah. No I that aspect too. I'm with you and that's sort of where I wanted to go next because like we all think of sex in a spiritual way as well mm-hmm. as in a um fun entertainment way um and I don't know like how how do you interact with that in a sexual um Lucas was saying that he does a lot of work actively. Um, I don't do it actively in any way, but I do like tap into energy while I'm doing it. And that's a big part of what I'm discovering is my demisexuality is that for me, if, it's not spiritual. It's not really that exciting for me. Um, that's not fair. I enjoy myself. It's just very different. Um, okay, 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 okay. So maybe part of what you were asking me at the beginning is like, how do I tap into that energy in like, let's say a more casual or random encounter? Maybe part of it. I just don't, like, since I engage with sex in that way, that that's the only way that I can relate to it. Um, I cannot relate to people who don't tap into that energy or do it in a very casual way. Because there are people that 
don't tap into that energy at all. They just want to go and come and, and that's it. Um, and there are some people who find that enjoyable and that's okay. But I don't and I don't understand it. Yeah. Well, okay, I've got a lot there. Okay. Let me let me start by unpacking some of that. To me, being able to tap into that spiritual energy within sexuality has been part of me being on the spiritual path already. Okay. So because I've been on that for most of my life, and then really came to the healing path and started healing things within myself, started healing my trauma, started healing my body. Then I finally became more aware of what was going on in my body. I started thawing out, being more sensitive, being able to have different experiences, whether they be just sensual or sexual or just be embodied and be present with it. Okay. And I think until you're able to actually receive intimacy through presence while with someone else, there's no way you can tap into that energy. Because for me, it was just like a yeah, a wall. Like I didn't even know what was behind that wall. I didn't even necessarily know knew that wall was there. Yeah, it was just now I can't even imagine what that must have felt like. Yeah, because it's so different. But I know that that wall coming down was like coming alive for the first time and being able to feel all these things and heal all these things. Okay. And so it's really just like an, been an extension of the healing path for me. Okay. And realizing that even in the most deepest intimate encounters um, with lots of different practices coming into play... Um, to something that is not that and might appear more surface or just casual, then you have the tools to realize just the power of the orgasm, first of all, the spiritual energy. Okay. And use that. And then other than that, it's also like personal power and freedom, like Lucas was talking about. And then it's also, for me, like the biggest spiritual energy I feel like I tap into in my sexuality is surrender. Okay. And getting else, someone else to surrender, being witness to that moment, being involved in that moment, having that happen in me and what like will get you more past surrender and into our humanness than just being willing to be that open and intimate with someone and your sexuality even without even like knowing them no thank you like that's that's like primal sexual energy to me so i get it all right then well producer i'm sure you got thoughts on this one yeah oh yeah definitely um it's like yeah, there's many different ways you can use that power. Um, and even if it's in a casual environment, they might not have any idea what's going on, but I know what's going on inside of me. And I can definitely it's like, use the power of the orgasm to like build that fire through all the chakras and like align my being for 
several days afterwards or whatever, like, you can use that energy for lots of things, is my point, so, it doesn't, I like it best when it's shared mutually, but it doesn't always have to be, I mean, it can, you can light yourself up from it, for sure, um, because hmm. I look at it as, as, as sexuality being a portal for self-liberation, I, I believe that the balances of femininity and masculinity within every single person, like, at a true balance, is a form of enlightenment. Um, they both coexist at the same time, basically. And so, for me, it's been an exploration of that, like, sometimes I will choose to surrender, because then, like, I feel, I feel like my the woman in me really can go deep into what would be her womb space and go into, like, the void and really feel the depths of just, like, nothing and everything and I can just as easily be the man and align all of my energy to make you know like to align the wand and just like be there and be present and hold my presence until the moment when I'm supposed to just finally like give in um, and those that's a form of that's the same thing you're doing when you're doing like any kind of witchcraft well it's, it's more like sacrificial shamanism yeah because it's like charging yourself for the moment of release. And if you have more people involved in that, they know that that's what's going to happen, that everyone can align their thought for that moment um, instead of having to kill each other. <laughs> you know, that's what we used to do. <laughs> so, oh, boy. Uh-huh. I think it's, yeah, it's, I don't know. I think that's hot. And so it can still just be like fun and hot, like even if I am doing that, but it also can be very literal to what I just said. Yeah. I think that's interesting that both of you, when talking about sex um, and energy and spiritual sex, have been talking about your personal journeys and like the journey of yourself. Um, And I think that's probably where I branch off um, and why it's hard for me to relate to that is because then I am all about the connection. Like, it's not, like, it's not a personal thing for me. It's a intertwining um, more than anything else. Um, and I think that's interesting. I don't know. Like, yeah. it definitely gives me something to explore because understanding that there are other ways to, to go about it is important in um, yeah. Mm. Intertwining is a powerful, that's powerful stuff though. Yeah, it's the only way that I do it. It makes sense to me. Like, it, I, don't, I wouldn't argue that. Like, because that, when I, the best, most powerful stuff that I ever do is with, with you, for sure. With Rose over there. I'm blushing. Yeah. Because we can fully intertwine and do whatever switch roles and be fluid and do whatever we want and we know what that means we can be on any level and i'm completely comfortable with that so it's real real deep magic when you're at that level yeah so yay sex magic yeah but i don't know try to give and receive without attaching my energy 
it's nice that you can do that. It's just kind of like a session. It's just like at the end, you're like, what's yours is yours. What's mine is yeah. mine. Go about our lives. We're both charged up by it and healed by it as much as I give, I receive. And bueno, bye. Wow. I am definitely envious of that. Um, I wish that I could have casual sex, but it's just not, not in the cards for me. It's okay. I like the sex I have, and I want to continue to like the sex that I have. So. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, in terms of sexual repression, I think, like, when I talk to people about their blocks about sex, most people talk to me about wanting to be more sexual, wanting to be more sexually present, wanting to be more sexually open, wanting to be more sexually explorative. And I think people are attracted to me because they see some of those things in me, and they wonder, like, is that okay? Can I do that? Like... Because, I don't know, there's something, sometimes I, okay, how do I say this? I felt like I was waiting for permission to do that. And I see other people waiting for permission to do that. Uh huh. So every time we see someone else doing that, it gives us some sort of permission that maybe it's okay. Okay. To do that. Yes. So now I want to be even more open about it is just and it and it works like people random people will just be talking about spirituality or whatever and be like wow i really want to be like more connected to my sexuality and like more open about that and explore it and there's all these feelings and they'll just start talking to me about it like i'm a sex therapist and shit and just for the record i'm not a sex therapist um but it's interesting to see people just want to talk about it want to talk to someone who just won't be judgmental about it yeah and I particularly find men are interested in both, all genders are interested in that, but men I find are like almost just really relieved to find a woman that will talk to them about sex or maybe even their attraction or maybe even their thoughts about me and sex and not get like grossed out, turned off, shame them, turn away from it, even if I'm not interested. Yeah. I can be like explored a little bit with them yeah and I don't know I think that's nice yeah, it is I mean and men don't have a lot of opportunities to talk about it in a way that's safe it's one of the main yeah. reasons why sex work should be legal and why men pay for that yep a lot of times they're actually just paying to talk to the it's, person while they're giving them the left answer or whatever it's true doing. That or is true. whatever the dominatrix, whatever level. I mean, it's all good. Yeah. But that's the law of the service that they provide for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's true, and I just it is. I see it also because I'm a healer, and people are like, "Oh, I was you know traumatized with this, or I had this bad sexual experience," or people tell me they don't like sex, and then I ask more questions, and it's like, no, they just had some really horrible things that happened that yeah they just didn't have that many positive sexual experiences so the more i'm like hey there's lots of possibility for positive sexual experiences maybe people are like oh maybe i could be having that too that's my favorite that's the the best part of anything like i just i love that so much uh i've been fortunate enough to have and be a part of those relationships with you as well just like people are repressing themselves because of some kind of trauma 
and then they're willing to let us help them break it down and to see somebody go through that transformation, to see somebody basically like orgasm for the first time in like two years because they were in an abusive relationship or something like that is just so powerful. That's wonderful <laughs> and very interesting and not a, not something that I'd ever thought about as far as having a sexual relationship with someone um that's interesting it's definitely different mm -hmm. like especially because i am more drawn to the healing aspect if someone's like oh i really like i've never been able to orgasm this way or i've never been able to have sex this way pleasantly like i'll kind of be like cool well, let's like let me show you till we can you know hopefully yeah. give you that experience the sex and energy and all of that. I'm a freak though, not a creep. That's good. Creeps are creepy. <laughs> this is kind of fantastic. I've never freaks thought of you as creeps. I've never thought of you as creep. No, not at all. Oh shit. Um. Is sex a part of every relationship you have? Can you imagine? romantic relationships without sex okay this is definitely something i'm evolving on okay. because previously i would have said absolutely no okay what is the point of that i don't understand what you're talking about <laughs> how does that make any sense okay you're just friends then okay but i have sex with my friends too so whereas there's a third i can't imagine right. it what are you talking about why would you not have sex with someone um, but now, yes, I'm definitely evolving on that. I have had some experiences where I'm like, this is a different relationship that sex may or may not ever be a part of. And uh -huh. that feels totally just... I guess revolutionary to me because okay. I just couldn't imagine it before and now I'm like oh I could imagine some things like physical intimacy touch emotional intimacy but not have it be really based in sex so yeah that's kind of cool <laughs> I, I say it with a question mark because I'm not sure but it's okay if I mean, like, it's okay if it's not okay with you. Like, it's okay. No, it is kind of cool. <clears throat> it is. I personally don't know that... I don't know. I've never had a relationship like that. I've had relationships where I've slept with friends and it just didn't feel right. So we were just friends. Um, well, I mean, we weren't friends before. We were trying to date, and then we slept together, and then we were just like, oh, this isn't really a romantic relationship. Um, we're just going to be friends. Um, but I don't know that I've had a romantic relationship that didn't have, that didn't involve sex. Um, and I don't know, for me personally, if, because the lines between friends and not friends, romance, are a little more blurred in my mind. Hmm. Um, I don't know that I would 
call it romance. Hmm. But there would still be intimacy. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I see. I, I see it. Um, and I think that it's beautiful when people have relationships like that. And they're certainly not in any way less valid than any other romantic relationship. True. But I like that energy. Yeah. And it helps me to build a relationship with someone. Yeah. And sometimes, it's all about that energy. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes there's also just situations where you might not be able to have sex with someone for mm-hmm. different reasons. Or they might not be able to. Yeah. To not completely just discount that relationship because of that like that's totally a new learning growing edge for me yeah absolutely just never had the experience of somebody wanting to do that with me and I'm so I've never thought about whether I would want to do that with somebody else either it's something I'm thinking about a lot more often um because because sex doesn't I don't think about it that often. And I know people who are asexual and they never are interested. And that's awesome. And and so it's something that I have to incorporate into my um, worldview. Because, mm-hmm. because it's there and you better damn incorporate it, you know? Um... And I wanted to touch on it because I feel like it's important when we're talking about sex to also talk about not sex. Yeah. And people who don't want it. Yeah. And I think that they're great and it's great. And there's other ways to be intimate. So that's why I think it comes back to intimacy versus just the act of sex being relying on sexual energy through that Mm -hmm. like healing being able to allow more intimacy whether that be through sex or through just real intimacy yeah touch quality time yeah yeah all right well is there anything else you wanted to touch on We definitely need no, to No, that, that just made me think such dirty thoughts. Like, I'm always thinking dirty thoughts. Oh, my goodness. That's what it comes back to. This is also why I, I tend to get along with men as friends, because it's just like I've always got a, that's what she said joke, or, you know, some crude humor, because my mind runs sex 24-7. Well, so you're definitely... very easily accessible. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go have sex, so peace. Oh, boy. Have sex. Be safe. Be good. Or don't have sex. Get tested. Do it every six months. Thanks for listening to another episode of Dating Out Loud. Don't forget to like, follow, share, and subscribe.